You're about to listen to the Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders and for coders about all aspects of life as a developer. I'm Will, the curmudgeonly experienced developer. And I'm Beach, the optimistic newbie developer. Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast. Before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting this week? Well, I haven't really been fighting. Um, this week has actually been a little bit easier, and I'm I'm working on porting my my blog, my company blog, from uh, WordPress to Hexo. Yeah, I need to look into Hexo. You were telling me about that um, the other day. Yeah, it's it's Node.js based, but what you do is you actually build the site on your machine and then export it. That's really and cool. So, yeah, so it's just static files. And so there's basically no attack surface. Yeah. Because I'm getting like a half a dozen to 50 emails a day of, you know, somebody's trying to access a file that doesn't exist repeatedly. And it's, you know, crazy long URLs and, you know, all all this crap intended to breach uh, WordPress and make it act wrong. And, you know, there's all the fake login crap and... You know, th- th- there's all these problems, and so I'm I'm gradually working through the process of just moving my blog posts over, and I'm going to kind of redesign the site and uh, probably push it out here in a couple of months that's, and see how that goes. Oh, that's funny. I've uh, I've recently found out that I'm apparently a WordPress expert now, at yep. least compared to the average person. <laughs> compared to, or, or well, I I heard you spoke on the phone to uh, she who shall not be named. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Since we don't have permission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for the listener's edification, that is the wife of he who shall not be named. Uh, yeah. She, she is an author and uh, was – apparently she sent me a Facebook message that I never saw, but it said that I saw it. So what I'm thinking happened is uh, I leave Facebook running in the background when I'm coding – and sometimes if I get frustrated or something, I'll stop and walk over and, you know, play Xbox for a little bit just to kind of clear my head. And uh, if my computer rebooted during that process and she had sent that message, it would have popped up and shown that I'd read it, I guess. And I never saw it. Cause it yeah, was, that, that doesn't surprise. I mean, the, the Facebook client is kind of... It's kind of wacky anyway, so it, it's not really a surprise, but yeah, yeah, it's good that you, you're able to help her out with all that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, I'm porting it, and uh, you know, I got my server um, upgraded. We've got two new four terabyte hard drives in there, so that makes uh, 12 terabytes of storage. And uh, you know, got a bad power supply, so it, things that should have taken you know like 30 minutes took longer, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just going to switch out the power supply and put the two two new drives in and then put it back in the rack and it worked out to where that didn't that didn't happen. It's still out of the rack. So as we record tonight, we're having to kind of work around the fact that we don't have our cloud. Yeah, and I would have been there helping him uh, put that in before we recorded, but uh, we're having a little snow uh, down here in Nashville, and so I uh, I ended up going home early and playing it safe yeah that's that's nashville you know it's uh it's the end of the world because it's snowing it's the end of the world because it's snowing i think that's that's as bad as my singing last week uh maybe (laughs) so uh how about you 
Well, um, so far as fighting, I've been uh, working with parsing some JSON. Uh, talked to you about that at lunch today, which was kind of cool. I had an interview this morning about five minutes uh, away from where you work. And uh, then Will and I and he who should not be named met up for uh, for lunch at uh, sushi place nearby their work. But uh, now I've been that trying was a cold walk coming back too. Oh yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you guys at least had like um, you guys were in jeans or stuff like that. I had suit pants on, which are not thick at all. Yeah. <laughs> But I've been working uh, working on parsing JSON in uh, C sharp, and it's interesting because I found this really great tutorial uh, blog post on how to do it. But it only works if it is in the exact format that he has in the blog post. So uh, I'm working on an app to uh, to pull our statistics data from the podcast and put it on a mobile-friendly site for us to look at so I can look it up on my phone because the... And so you can show it off during interviews? Yes. <laughs> well, there is that. Let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> That's totally resume-driven development. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's been fun doing this. Um, I'm working in a Visual Studio, and... Uh, Visual Studio 2015 Community Edition will only allow me to use MVC5, and that has a lot of issues with it still, in my opinion. And so uh, I was unable to reference a project in the same solution. So uh, I guess it's it's time to roll the music, and uh... yeah, I have something pretty cool for for IOTs this week. This week in IOTs, uh, I have something really cool for you guys. I mentioned it in a previous IOTs when I was talking about the Raspberry Pi-based computer that I built for my nieces. This is the, the iPaaS port Raspberry Pi wireless keyboard with touchpad combo, and it's really cool. Uh, it is a 92-key full QWERTY keyboard. If you guys remember... Um, if anybody had the the LG Envy, it's like a little bit larger than the original Envy uh, keyboard, but it kind of fits in your hand like that did. Uh, and so you can use your thumbs to type, or the touchpad is actually, honestly, the touchpad's better than the one on my laptop. I, I've used this, and it's really nice. It has buttons for, you know, the left and right mouse, as well as a couple of other really neat things like uh, volume control, pause, play, and uh, it's it's designed to be used with the Raspberry Pi or uh, with a smart TV or with uh, it could even be used with an Xbox. Huh. Yeah, and it's uh, it comes with the. Uh, it says Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth. It comes with the its own little Bluetooth dongle that you can plug in to the USB port. It also has uh, a power cable. Uh, so you can use it plugged in, or you can charge the battery and then unplug it and use it sitting across the room. Huh. Which was really neat because when I built my niece's computer, we plugged it into the uh, the TV in the, in the living room of my parents' house, 
and I could sit on the couch across the room and I, I think I, uh, I put a few different things on there for him just from the Linux command line sitting across the room. Yeah, that's handy. Yeah, it really is. Um, when I showed it to... Well, when they opened up their the box with all the computer stuff in it, uh, my brother-in-law saw it and said, I might just take that for myself. And I told him it was only about $15. He's like, well, I'll just go buy myself one. That's, yeah. that's awesome. So, you know, I'll put a link to the Amazon page in the show notes, and it's really cool. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about conflict resolution. And the reason we're doing this is actually... Um, we had a little bit of a conflict last week. Yeah, we did. Um, now, of course, this is going to be posted a little while after uh, the actual date that it happened, but uh, we were recording an episode on dating. Yeah. I'll just be, be blatant with it. And uh, yes, I had written... I help developers with their with, with that part of their lives a little bit. Yeah, and I had written the episode... And I didn't feel good about it from the get-go. No, he didn't. He, he complained from the very beginning. But we went ahead with it, and I made some adjustments before we started. But Because uh, we've, we've done that before, where you'll have an issue with one or two things, we'll make the adjustment, and then it'll be a good episode. Yeah. Sometimes it ends week, up being a really great episode. Yeah, but last week, everything was off. I mean, just like... From the start, it felt like it was like the walls were closing in. Yeah, recording that episode, and and he and I are both, you know, we're recording, and of course, you know, I, I'm I'm sure everybody knows we edit our episodes, like so well, we'll yeah. have conversations that we cut pieces out that aren't relevant and that kind of stuff to get it in time and and all that, and so there were a lot of editorial notes. It's like, oh, I don't agree with that, and you know, it was, it was a lot of back and forth really mm-hmm. the whole time. What? What it ultimately boiled down to was uh, I had written the outline with the mindset of I'm writing this to the guys that we were in high school and college. Yeah. And it's a nice way to, you know, like, you know, scrape something across the old wounds. Yes. And besides the fact that there was a little bit of frustration with some of those things that were kind of coming out in your writing. Mm hmm. And also, I felt like it. You were not writing in your voice. I really wasn't. Yeah, because you, you know we both matured since then. We both, I mean, crap. We got out of college in. Let's see. I ended up. I finished out in two thousand two. You finished in two thousand three. Yeah, you 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 I finished got, December. I finished in May. Yeah. So yeah, like a semester. And, and we were roommates then. Yeah. And we both have changed quite a bit. And so that the way that that outline was written, it was in the voice of kind of either of us really at that point in our lives but not either of us now i think the the problem with it was i was trying to get into the mindset that we you had did. yeah i did a really good he job of getting the mindset he absolutely nailed the crap out of it because you know like you you get past certain points in your life and i think everybody's got those where you have a worldview and a mindset that that doesn't really work and everything comes to a head and afterwards you kind of have a revulsion towards that mindset and that's kind of what that was you know it basically ended on the note last week where Beach goes I'm getting really frustrated and angry I said I am too yeah (laughs) and we stopped and we got a beer and so we we thought you know hey this 
you know, it, it took us a little while. I mean, this isn't instant, right? This isn't a 30-minute uh, solution. Like, we had to kind of oh, we at it. So we thought... Hey, we had two episodes planned to record that night, and we, we only... Re- yeah. We got none out of it because we spent the, the time we would have spent recording the second one discussing this. Well, and th- you know, this is why we record ahead, right? It's so that mm-hmm. we can do that. We don't have to go forward with something that we're not comfortable with or just doesn't or feels like off topic or feels like out of band in some way. We don't have to do that because we can you know, we have a nice stable of backups. So we kind of thought we would break it down for everybody and uh, kind of talk about how to deal with conflict a little bit because there's a lot of really good lessons in here for anybody that's dealing with a conflicting type situation. Yeah, and uh, our conflict resolution back in college doesn't really work as well now that we're older. Yeah, because we used to, you know, we used to put the gloves on and spar. Yeah. And, you know, at some point you get too old to have the crap kicked out of you, frankly. Either way, mm-hmm. because it was the thing was is yeah you know, we could spar and somebody won, but no nobody really won because everybody hurt the next day, <laughs> and we were young enough then that it only hurt the next day. Yeah, we, well, we were young enough then too that it got the frustration out of us. Yeah, and since then we've learned uh, we've different ways. Strategies. Yeah, we've got better strategies. I don't, well, I don't know about better. It's just we've got different strategies as we age because those were really good strategies at the time. Yeah. We were both really heavy into martial arts, and so the sparring was good for the frustration, and it was good for practice. Yeah, well, I mean, it just it kind of worked better. And you know, now that we're well, we're professionals at this point, we can't really do that because you know, guys that are in their twenties fight for fun. Guys that are in their thirties, they don't fight for entertainment. Just yeah. Also, in college, if you if one of us came to class with a black eye or something, everybody would be like, "Oh, well, he must have had a sparring competition last night or yeah. this weekend." Now, if you go to work with a black eye, people look at you funny. Yeah, and it's just it's a lot of those things. So we you know we had strategies that worked then, and so we we thought we would kind of sort of talk through how to do conflict resolution as a a bit more mature adult, not a frat boy who wasn't a frat boy well you were a frat boy later in college but back when we were roommates we weren't a conflict it's more than just a disagreement yeah because it's it's sort of a disagreement with fixed positions it's like the difference between a skirmish and trench warfare yeah that's a really good way of putting it on that same note conflicts continue to fester if they're ignored yeah which is what we did like we we started off uh, recording the episode and not really getting everything out aired in the open. And we got more and more irritated as we were recording. And so, you know, we get to the point where the, you know, the episode was, was longer than it needed to be anyway. So we were about an hour and a half in recording when yeah. you're finally like, I'm frustrated and angry. And I'm like, so am I. And um, we just stopped because we both knew at that point that we cannot keep this episode. Yeah, we we stopped, and then I think you got up and grabbed grabbed us a couple of beers and said, "All right, let's figure this out because this is not normal." Yeah, it's not that we're always jovial, but we're usually, you know, we're sort of sarcastic and we make fun of things we don't like. Not we're mad at each other. The the conflict a lot of times is not as big as your perceptions of it. You respond to a conflict based on your perceptions. Conflicts tend to trigger some very strong emotions. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, like, there was one point... We weren't quite yelling, but it wasn't very far off. 
I was explaining it to my dad because we were working on uh, on the house today. He was putting in some some fans, and I was working on the electrical outlets. He asked me how the podcast was coming. I said, "Well, last week, I think Will and I almost got into a fist fight." Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like that, just that visceral. Well, I'll show him. You know, yeah. we'll see who's. And it's like, dude, you're too old to do this crap. <laughs> and my, it, it's true. My dad looked at me and he's like, what? Yeah. And I said, well, that's the way we used to resolve our problems. You know, like, why do you think I got so heavy into martial arts back in college? Is because when Will and I had an argument, well, we resolved it on the map. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like we were. That was all the time. But it that's true. put it a perspective. And a lot of times when you slug it out, you realize that the thing that you're arguing over is so small. You know, it's completely different than a fist coming at your head. Yeah, that's, that's very true. It was like we were taking the problem and taking it on the mat to shrink it mm-hmm. to where we could deal with it. And we've, we've got actually some more productive ways to do that, which is kind of what we're going to talk about. Where It doesn't involve uh, blood force trauma, which yeah. is um, kind which, of a plus. Which leads into the, the final thing on Conflict 101, and that's what the, the whole purpose of this episode is conflicts are an opportunity for growth. Yeah, they really are, and we we got some really good stuff. Honestly, last last week because it was just a lot of stuff that had been brewing in the background that we really needed to deal with. It was and, stuff that we hadn't even noticed. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the phrase "diarrhea of the id" was used at some point. Yes, and <laughs> probably by me, because <laughs> again, we were we were kind of frustrated, but it we had some pretty healthy responses um, eventually. We were a little slower than we needed to be because we lost an hour and a half. Well, I think what was going on with that was well, you and I both knuckled down. Like that's you know, like our response to adversity is to just hit it harder, and we both have that tendency, and it mostly works. And it, it's like most things that work, they work until they don't. Yeah, and it didn't. There, there is that, and I agree with that. And also, you and I are very focused on making this podcast work. Yeah. Will and I both have a lot invested in this, just um, personally, time, time and, and money. and Thought process and, and just our general workflow through the week. Like, we know Monday night we're recording. Yeah. Like, like, that's a thing. My daughter, my seven-year-old, realizes we're recording. Like, she's tiptoeing around upstairs. I haven't heard her running. A few healthy responses yeah, so would be... Getting back to that, we kind of got off topic here because... We do Some that. of this, we... We tend to process things a little bit, and then we process them again, and that's just sort of the way that he and I both work, and we mm-hmm. we're kind of aware of that. And we um, edit most of the processing out of the which final. went well this time, so it's all good. You know, the first thing on healthy responses is the capacity to recognize and respond to important matters. A lot of that was trying to figure out what was important, and we had a little bit of a, a go round until we we had some almost like mental blocks on it and we're going to talk about that a little later on in this podcast when we discuss some of the skills for conflict resolution on how to come to what is important and how to realize what's important but that's that is what defines a healthy response is recognizing what's important and what's not the fact that i was getting angry at Will because of the episode we were doing, that was important. Yeah, and you worked a lot on that episode, and that was one of those things that even though I knew that because holy crap, there was a wall of text. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, 
it's very easy to forget that because you see a text file, not the effort required to create to create the text file. And similarly, yeah. I was frustrated because there was a whole lot of things in there that I felt like were not um, they were not congruent with where you are mm-hmm. right now mentally. There were both parties in this situation had stuff that was really really bothering us. Yes, we did. Uh, you know about the episode, about the way the other person was acting. We had the you have that visceral reptilian brain reaction to the whole thing, and that's not really good at fixing things. And I know the the whole reptilian mammalian you know human brain thing is kind of BS. You know they call it the reptilian brain. It could be the mammalian brain. It, we don't really care. It's old and it's mm-hmm. not appropriate for the situation that we have. Because you think about, when we talk about the reptilian brain, you think about a crocodile. What is the dispute resolution for a crocodile? He eats it or it eats him. That's not really a good place to come at it, you know, for a podcast. Because, again, beach is large and he'd be hard to cook. Next, under healthy responses, we have a readiness to forgive and forget. And, you know, part of that is the ability to seek compromise and avoid punishing yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is like, okay, we've got a podcast and it's more successful, I guess, than, than initially, at least I thought it was going to be quicker than I thought it was going to be. And I think you're kind of in the same boat. Exactly. I, and, I'm right on page with you because. So we've got to figure out how to work together so that this works. And also, you know, we've been friends for, what, 15 years? Yeah. 16 years at this point. And it's, you know, it would be kind of stupid to toss that um, just because of one podcast episode. It's like, okay, you just you just had a falling out with an old friend based on a text file. It, it goes back to knowing what's important. And I mean, you know, if you're going to fight, if you're going to fight with a friend over a text file, it should be over the encoding, not the contents. Exactly. You know, UTF-8, <laughs> you're a heretic, right? Um <laughs> And, you know, but the old Wait, thing what, here, what do you use then? UTF-8. I mean, I'm a heretic, but shut up. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, all my HTML files are UTF-8, so... <laughs> yeah, anyway. But, you know, the biggest thing here is the belief that resolution can support the interests and needs of both parties. And I think we had that. You know, this wasn't, mm-hmm. this wasn't trench warfare. I would actually change that now. We got these... Points were all taken from a really awesome PDF that goes into even more detail. Um, and Which will be in the show notes. Yes. And uh, I would say not a belief, but the knowledge that resolution can support and the interest and needs of both. Because you know? if you have the belief, belief can be broken. Yeah. Like knowledge is a little bit harder. And it's like, we'll, we'll figure out how to make this work. Um, in a way that's best for everybody. And, and that's that's exactly like I was getting to the point where I wanted to stand up and walk out or punch you in the face. Yeah. One or the other. And I was I was about there except I wasn't going to walk out because it's my house. Yeah, you, you were at the point you wanted to kick me out or yeah. punch me in the face. Yeah. And that's when I, I just said, I'm like, I'm getting really frustrated and angry and something's wrong. And yeah. you said, me too. Well, we both had that bellicose kind of just kick the crap out of them and then negotiate after the crap kicking yes. kind of mindset. You know, that's, I'm not going to say that's how we approach life, but it's sort of kind of built into our, our psyches a little bit. And we both mm-hmm. have to moderate that a little bit. Yes. And we were both there. The, the problem is we're both doers. Yeah. 
It's like we both you present us with a situation or a problem and we're the type of people that we go and find the solution. Yeah. And I think a lot of developers are like that because that's kind of the mindset you got to be in to to be a good developer really. We have this this attitude now for us because we have the martial arts background it comes out more physical than some well, other people. I mean, we're you know we're kind of we're a little bit testosterone laced a little bit too and that's you know that's totally yes. fine. I guess getting into this, you know, let's talk a little bit about unhealthy responses and and what that would have looked like. Now, bear in mind, you get unhealthy responses sometimes on the way to healthy ones. That's true. Like your visceral normal, like it's when you stay in the bad reaction that that's when you really get screwed. And I think the biggest point here, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but the biggest point is recognizing there's a conflict. Yeah. Like when we realized we're both getting really frustrated and this isn't working. Yeah. We better fix it. Yeah. <laughs> because we stopped what we were doing because that was the problem. Yeah. And then we, we had a couple of beers and we talked about it for about an hour or so. We had more, we had, a, yeah, at least a couple. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those things you have to work out, but the biggest thing was the inability to recognize and respond to stuff that's important to the other person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we both were kind of in our own mental echo chambers, you know, about, especially about halfway through the episode. And another thing is explosive, angry, hurtful, and resentful reactions. I mean, we had loads of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was quite a few. Like, it started off like that, and neither one of us recognized it. Like, you, you started off with voicing a valid issue. Yep. And I came back with another a, valid issue, a, another valid issue, but in a way. resentful way. And, and we were off and running at Rockingham. Exactly. There, you know, and it and it went it went for an hour and a half, and we completely wasted a Monday night that we could have recorded. Well, I wouldn't say we wasted it. We allocated it in a suboptimal way because there was a lot of stuff that came out of this that really needed to happen. But oh yeah, I mean personally. I gained a lot from that, and we've already talked about some of the good things that have come from that this past week that have that have happened with me, not just the job stuff, but some stuff in my personal life that has really probably for the better come about. Yep. And things that busy. I never... Yeah. Things I never would have realized had we not had that episode and not had that issue. Yeah, because like after Monday... It was kind of jarring, I guess, for you a little bit, and you all of a sudden start sending out your resume, and I start getting all these phone calls of people like wanting a character reference. <laughs> I'm going, okay, something happened, and, uh, and so it, it actually did work out pretty well, I think, for both of us, because you know both of us were kind of we both had our own issues about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so another one is um, an unhealthy response where withdrawal of love or affection uh, resulting in rejection, isolation, shaming, and fear of abandonment because you, you know, it's very easy when you get a little frustrated with somebody to start walling off. And then I what happens, they get, they get madder or they get more irritated and then you continue to wall off. And they start walling off, I would say withdrawal friendship too. Yeah. Even. And it's kind of something that snowballs. Yeah. Like as... As you start doing it and they start doing it, if you don't recognize it, like, 
that's one of the good things about us being friends for so long is you can tell when the other one's ticked off, even if they if even if they don't verbalize it. There's body language cues. Well, it's like you you were saying before the podcast about uh, he shall not who, he who shall not be named. Um, when you're working together, because you've known each other for so long, you can both tell when the other one is having a rough day. And didn't you say he he told you, man, you just need to take some time off and go home and relax yeah. because it's been a rough day for you today. Yeah. And I've done the same for him. It's like, dude, I can, I can tell you're mad and I'm a, I feel like a chair is going to come flying. Like, I feel like you're going to go Steve Ballmer on me. Mm-hmm. And what's nice is you guys have been friends almost as long as you and I've been friends. Actually, you guys met through me. Yeah. Because of that long friendship, you're able to recognize that and say, Hey, Something's you know, off. something's off. You know, either let's work on it, or maybe one of us needs to kind of step step back and let the other one do their thing, or whatever. Of course, we're we're kind of getting into some of the skills here, but it's hard to talk about unhealthy responses without saying. Well, unhealthy what, responses either prompt the end of the friendship, or they prompt healthy responses. I like that. That's really good. I mean, that's 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 what true. Out of like, you know, experience teaches you how to avoid bad things, and bad things give you experience. Yeah, that's all there is. I mean, that's just life. Um, well, I mean, it's healthy like, response is the expectation of bad outcomes, which is this is where I started because there were a couple of quotes that you had in the outline. We're not going to share the outline because eh, we don't feel like it. No, we and, really don't. Uh, you know, but the thing is, is I'm like somebody's going to see what you just quoted here, and I'm going to have some Tumblr feminist come after me over a pull quote that somebody else pulled and destroy my life. You start thinking about it, and you you start winding up, mm-hmm. and that that's an unhealthy response. Um, another thing that's unhealthy is the fear and avoidance of conflict, which we kind of did as we were podcasting. We, you know, we were both ignoring that that little sour feeling in the stomach, like something's off. And we, what got me to the point where I said I'm getting frustrated and angry is you had started going kind of, I don't want to say going off, but you had started talking about some of the issues that you had with the outline. And that got me to the point where I was like, I'm either going to walk out of here and we're never going to do this podcast again and we may not be friends after this or I'm going to say something about it. Yeah. And well, you know, that was like the point where you said I'm frustrated and angry. Like my way of saying I'm frustrated and angry was to, to basically just start. Oh, yeah. Breaking all the mortar out of the joints. You you did. And you did. Yes. And we once we did that, I loved your response. Your response to that was like, I could not have asked for anyone to have a better response because you said, let's just stop right here. And then got up, grabbed two beers, opened them up and said, let's talk about it because something's wrong here. We have not had this problem before. Let's figure out what it is. Yeah. And it's a willingness to go back and, and try to, you know, cause, you know, problems are opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're in the situation where it's actually a problem because there's something at stake. Exactly. 
and you know the fact is, is if we had a podcast that nobody listened to, who cared? Yeah, it would be a drunk conversation. Mm-hmm. If we have a podcast that somebody does listen to, it may be a drunk conversation. You never know. But you know, let's talk a little bit about you know. So let's yeah, like you said, let's let's move into talking about some skills that our listeners can use and kind of how we applied them. Yeah, but I mean, also, let's talk about fighting fair. You want to do that before we talk about skills? Yeah, because, I mean, it is, you know, it is a thing. Like, there is a conflict when you start. I agree. I, I like that idea. Let's. I, I put together this outline, but... Yeah, and, and the first thing is to remain calm. Like, you've got to kill the lizard brain. Like, you, you can't be emotionally reacting to something because you're probably reacting to the wrong thing. Um, oh, it goes back to, if I haven't mentioned this before, I'm a big fan of Terry Goodkind's books. And that's your fault, by the way. A couple of the the things that come out of this is Goodkind has the wizard's rules, which are based on kind of objectivist mentality, which I do tend to identify with that a lot. Emotion rules reason. Yes. And you you have to flip that. That's Mm -hmm. the second rule. Isn't it? Third rule. Third rule is is passion rules reason. Sixth rule is let reason be your only sovereign. Yes, I have them all memorized. Yeah, express... Express your feelings about things in words, not actions. Like, if I punched him in the face, not only is it assault, but the other side of it is it's also not useful. A punch is binary. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, the information density in a punch is very low. It doesn't give somebody something to to actually work with. And, you know, whereas going, hey, look, I have a problem with A, B, and C, and D. Mm -hmm. That's way more useful. Well, the same thing with with my gut reaction was to get up and, get walk, up and walk away or punch you in the face. Yeah. And that it takes recognizing those those emotions and not letting them rule your reason and rule your behavior. Right. And letting your rational mind take control and say Something's up if I'm having these emotions. Because something I used to teach when I was working in uh, in the psychiatric hospital and teaching uh, educational groups was emotions are not something we can control. They are a reaction that we have to what's going on around us. What we can control is how we respond to those emotions. Our behavior is what we can control. So in my anger management group, I used to teach that anger is really not good or bad. It's an emotion. It is a reaction that our body has to something that's going on. What's good or bad is the behavior, what we do in response to that emotion. Well, sometimes it's almost like some parts of your brain are almost a third party. Yeah. Because if you react explosively to anger, you tend to get more of it. Yes. Yes, you do. Right then. Mm-hmm. And and so distancing yourself from that is productive in that it, it keeps you from starting that feedback loop. No. And along those lines, you really want to be specific about what's bothering you. Yeah, and this was I one issue this that... vague sense of unease that I couldn't really... Like I was saying, this is one of the issues that we had during the whole episode, and it really took about another hour of 
beer and conversation to get to what was specifically bothering each of us because neither one of us knew the exact thing. It was a stack trace of ra- rationalizations. That is a really great way of putting it's, it. It's, I like I that. mean, that, that's, that's effectively what it was. It was like you're throwing an error and something else is throwing an error and it's a different error and mm-hmm. you have to kind of get down there to actually the root cause. And, you know, one thing that, that really helped us a lot was, you know, kind of getting into it and going, okay, let's, let's go through one issue at a time, not... You know, I'm going to say something, and you're going to go, well, this, da, 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 you know, do the moral equivalence thing. But okay, let's deal with this one thing, and then the next thing. Yeah, and that that really helped us to to kind of break it down to get to what the root cause of the problem with that episode was. Yeah, and it turned out to actually not not be anything either one of us would have thought of. Well, we both kind of, I think we both kind of walked out of here feeling stupid because it was like. It was just, it was like a null error. <laughs> Completely blown up into the server is on fire. Yes. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it, it was, it was magnified by our behavior because it wasn't really a problem. Yeah, that at, at anywhere near that kind of level, like if we just, if we'd have handled it earlier, it would have been a conversation, not a conflagration. Yes. And, and you it, can tell that I have had. Some uh, I had some very good maple pecan bourbon barrel stout, and, and that's why I'm, I sound like Jesse Jackson. And I'm just like rolling off. Well, you know, I'm on the Dragon's Milk, our preferred drink for uh, for the podcast. But uh, isn't maple's pecan made by bourbon barrel stout or uh, New, New Holland? Holland? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think it's a beta actually. Is that a beta? Yeah. Well. Yeah, so it's made in Louisiana. Uh, if you're from New Holland Breweries, please sponsor us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, or if you're from Abita, I mean, I used to live in yeah. Louisiana. Uh, the next thing we did is, or, you know, that's this functional is no hitting below the belt. Yeah, we didn't really because attack. There was a lot of stuff that we both could have said and was probably hanging out there in the air that we really didn't because there were larger issues that were, you know, yeah. like if there was a Venn diagram, there was an overlap. Oh yeah, there was there was a lot of things that I know you could have said. Yeah, that would and have vice been versa. Yeah, and we both knew it, and it's it's almost like a um, it's like a nuclear deterrent because mm-hmm. it's like once that starts, it's on. <laughs> you know, yeah. and things will be said, and so you know, you know, because like this, it's a podcast episode. We're talking into a microphone, and yeah. granted, we're, we realize we're both talking in front of a hundred people, which. But there's not 100 people sitting here, so it doesn't really feel like that. Have you ever talked in front of a lot of people? Um, yes, a few I th- times. I think the most I've ever done was about 5,000. Most I've ever done about three or 400. But even so, like, you know, there's not that feel of that, right? It's yeah. It's two dudes in a basement. Yeah, exactly. With hopefully functional radon detectors. Um, <laughs> like, right. you know... Like, we don't, you know, it doesn't have that feel to it. And so it, it feels like, okay, why, why am I freaking out? And, you know, how do I deal with this? And, you know, the big thing is, like, avoiding accusations and generalizations, you know, with, with dealing with this other person. Because, okay, I could go, well, you're always doing this, you know, generalization. Mm-hmm. Or you did this. And huh. it ticked me off. You know, like, that, don't, that's don't, not productive. On that, too, like don't stockpile don't like add things up 
yeah. that you you did in the past. Really, and this really boils down to focusing on the present. Yeah, and you know you you want to focus on the present. Stuff up from college. We really could, and in the, in the entire time intervening from college till now. Yeah, we really could because every you know we both ticked each other off at various points and like worked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that or decided that it wasn't a, as big of a deal as we we're reacting to. Another thing that always helps is avoiding clamming up because if we hadn't talked, like if you had if you had left, we would probably not have a podcast. Like even if we'd been like. You know, okay, it's cool, and you had left, and we hadn't handled it right there. You would have stewed all the way home, and I would have stewed. So, getting into some skills, um, the first thing is quickly relieve stress. You need to get in the habit of being able to let the stress go, and this this is actually something I learned from doing kettlebells because there's an exercise that uh, Pavel Tatslini, I can't remember exactly how you pronounce his last name. He does where you, you tense your, your entire body and then you let go immediately. You know, one thing is getting out of that stress, you know, wound up mindset. And a lot of that has to do with actually feeling like you can address issues and get them resolved. One thing that works for me, and this is the second point in it, is being able to recognize and manage your emotions. Yeah. I mean, for me, in order to quickly relieve stress, it's identify the stressful emotion and how to manage it. Yeah, especially anger. And that's that's why I said what I said when I was like, I'm getting very angry and frustrated or frustrated and angry, however I'm working. It kind of just popped out of you. And we were both thinking it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you said it and then you looked... You looked confused for a second because you actually verbalized it. Yeah, that's that's very true. Because I strange it, it it came out of me and it was like, huh? I just said that out loud, and I'm glad I did. Because yeah, now now it's a conversation rather than you know two uh, overboiling pots, basically. Yeah. Um, another thing is uh, improving your nonverbal communication skills, which, which I think we sort of we may have fallen down on a little bit because we were both we both kind of had that hunkered down which honestly if we had been doing this from the if we had been using our nonverbal skills from the very beginning we never would have done that episode yeah we would have said we would have looked at the outline saw each other's nonverbals and said there's something wrong here we would have spent that hour and a half drinking beer and talking about it. Or we would have done a different episode that we both felt okay with and tabled that one. Yeah, which we've done that in the past where we had an episode idea and we said, you know what, this isn't the right time and we just tabled it. Yeah, there's something that feels like it's a stinker here. Mm -hmm. And another thing that is a useful skill here is using the five whys. And that actually comes from, I think, Six Sigma Manufacturing. I forget where I first heard this, but you keep asking why, but but it's not just five of them. You keep no. asking why until you get to something you can control. So, for instance, if I go, hey, my car's engine is over here, or my car's broken down at the side of the road, and there's steam coming out from under the hood. Why? Well, the engine's overheated. Why? Well, there's not enough oil in it. Why? Well, because I've got a valve that leaks. Why? Because I was lazy and I didn't maintain the car. Now I have something I can control because I couldn't control those other things. 
And so you keep asking why until you get to a point where it's like, okay, here's something that I can actually do something about. That does a couple of things. One is that it empowers you. So you don't feel helpless. That kills a lot of that reptilian brain crap. The other thing that it does is it actually allows you to fix the problem. The reason for the number five is that on average, it takes about five whys to reach that. Yeah, and, and we went through at least five. Yeah, I think we went through a little bit more. Remember, five is an average, so sometimes you can get there with less than five. Sometimes you can get there with more than five. But the idea is, like Will said, you keep asking why, like a two-year-old, until you get to the root cause. It's funny how that works, how that's in our early development, and we lose that. You get to school age, and it kind of gets... it. The education system suppresses that. I would agree with that. You know, as far as tips for avoiding conflict, the biggest thing that was kind of a takeaway for us was make the relationship your priority. Yeah, make because, our friendship our priority because that was what's important. Yeah, because we're still friends even if the podcast ends. Exactly. And, you know, that that's the important piece here. Um, another thing is, is focus on the present mm-hmm. because, you know, I could have brought up, oh, hey, you know, you've been you've been late you know, X number of times, you know, when we've said, oh, we're going to meet at 530, which you were early today. And I realized <laughs> that completely throws me off when you actually are early <laughs> because yeah. I don't, I'm actually late, but I'm here because this is where I live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, I pulled up and you were walking the dogs today. Yeah. And, you know, so there's that with a funny hat. Yeah. You like my hat? I like the hat. It keeps the hair out of my eyes and keeps my head from getting cold. Another thing is pick your battles because there's some things that, like, at times I've gotten irritated, like you've interjected in podcasts and gone off on a rail somewhere. Mm -hmm, Because I do that. That's just who I am. I do too. And some of that, you know, some things that frustrate you are things that you see mirrored about yourself. Exactly. And then other things are, okay, well, it irritates me, but does it irritate the listeners? And it probably doesn't. The The other thing, too, is in that specific example, when you go off yeah. on a topic, it doesn't frustrate me as much. Because because <laughs> I'm Yeah, because I'm the one that does the editing, and I just think, oh, I'll just cut this out. Just cut it. Yeah. There, there, there have been times where you have just gone off or when you've repeated yourself several times where I'm like, I'm just going to let you go because it gets that out and it gets well, it gets you to the next thing. And sometimes it brings up stuff that we hadn't originally thought of. Well, and, and I'll just edit out the, the duplicate information. You know, we both we both talk around points like drunk men walk. We get there at the eventually, but we kind of it's yeah. not a real straight line sometimes. And and we both get very frustrated when other people do that. Mm-hmm. And and so that's something we've had to bear in mind which since is, the beginning. Which is really funny because a lot of people like the way we do that. Yeah. Which is strange to me. All, all. But you know, yeah, the, me too, the next but... thing is, you know, is being willing to forgive. And you know, I would add that with you know, knowing when to let something go. Now that's that last one is very important. It's just it's back to pick your battles and that that's you don't want to be the guy from office space that's like he took my red stapler off the desk I'm going to burn the building down yeah exactly that's a good way of putting it you know office space metaphors are great for programmers because we all get it like 
Let it go, dude. You can get another red stapler. Yeah. Well, actually, that, that company didn't make those red staplers until that movie got to be a cult classic. And they realized, <laughs> okay, now we have to make red staplers. But as an aside... <laughs> You, you don't want to be that guy that's, that's that's wound up over some minutia. So, in review, just to look back at what we talked about, recognize and resolve your conflicting needs. Which you and I have those because I've got the stable, you know, I've got the stable career, and you're trying to get in there. So you have to do something kind of notary and get attention. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, attention might not be the best thing for me. That's very true. You know, that's something I hadn't thought about. Yeah, like so in, in this whole thing, I had not thought about that, but that's good. There's that's that good. interplaying dynamic, you know, for our needs. And another thing is the management of stress, because mm-hmm. when you don't, it's just going to feed back in. Yeah, and and while doing that, you want to remain alert and calm, and control your emotions and your behavior. And you know that that's a point that we had, but. I don't really want to say control your emotions because emotions are a reaction, but control the way you respond to your emotions or oh, your behavior. Your emotions. I like that better. That I like that best of all. It's an acknowledgement that yes, I have this, but it isn't. It doesn't have me. Yeah, that's true, and that's that's what we did. We both said. I'm frustrated After and angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it took us a while to get there, but we did. We both said. I'm frustrated and angry. Nobody ever said we weren't thick-headed idiots. That's true. It's just that we can stop being thick-headed, idiot, thick-headed idiots at some point. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you function. Pay attention to the feelings being expressed, not just of the other person, but your own feelings being expressed. Like, what are you expressing? And it goes back to like the, the nonverbal cues. Not just what are the nonverbal cues coming from the other person, but what am I portraying as well? Yeah. And, and the final thing is, you know, being respectful of, of differences because, again, Beach and I have, we're in different places. We have different worldviews. I'm married. I have a kid. I have a job. I have a business. I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. I've got all this stuff going on that's, you know, in, in this professional circle. Whereas you're trying to break into the market. And you're coming at it from the junior dev side. You're coming at it from the sales side. You're coming at it from the single guy side. Yeah. And so your concerns are different than mine. And being aware of where the other person comes from, you're able to actually speak to that versus I'm going to talk at you from my side. Which if you notice in, you know, and not to completely derail things, but if you notice the politics in the American presidential race, you realize that's why this country is dysfunctional. It's because everybody's talking from their side, not from the other guy's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. So, so uh, that, that kind of wraps it up. Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? I want to kind of give a little bit of advice. I don't know that it's necessarily so much of a trick as it is just, you know, the scars of an old developer here. Um, I want to talk about picking the right tool for the job and more specifically how you know it's the right tool. And contrary to popular belief, you do not ever know that you have the right tool. In fact, the only way that you should be perceiving that you have the right tool is that you're not constantly feeling like you have the wrong one. The, when you experience significant pain dealing with a particular tool, that should be informative to you. 
In other words, sit there and go, okay, why does this hurt? Why is this bothering me? Uh, we had this discussion earlier this evening. We actually recorded a podcast that we're throwing away. And it's, it's a very similar thing. It's, this is not working for whatever reason. So, you know, try to make it work for a little bit, but don't sink costs. We sunk an hour and a half recording, but, you know, it's a thought process of, if something's not working appropriately, stop using it. Figure out, figure out the appropriate tool for the job. When you're experiencing pain, pain, mental, physical, whatever, is a recognition that what you're doing is not congruent with where you want to go. So, so bear in mind that pain is a physiological, mental, spiritual reaction to something that you should not be doing. That's why it's there. It's to discourage you. Now, sometimes, you know, things are actually legitimately difficult or it's difficult because you're learning. So, you know, bear that in mind. But if you're competent at whatever language you're using and you've been using it a while and then the way you're trying to do something isn't working, instead of doubling down on that, try to figure out why it hurts and how to get rid of the pain rather than how to endure the pain. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment for us, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Purebell, available on SoundCloud and licensed under Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up to our email list, be sure and check out the website at www.completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time.